Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. Could be a while before the 2020 Major League Baseball season is ready to start, so I have some time to dig in, and I'm going to look back at the most historically productive seasons by position. You can listen to previous podcasts on top rookies and sleepers, breakthrough players, draft strategy, a mock first round, and a position-by-position preview, as well as injuries and position battles. But for now, a little bit of history, as we can count down the top 10 fantasy seasons by position. On the Catcher's podcast, the position was ruled by Mike Piazza. First base was all about Lou Gehrig, and second base had some nice variation once I planted Rogers Hornsby on his own island. At shortstop, Alex Rodriguez ran the show. What does third base have for us today? Guess we'll find out. And a reminder, before we get started, you can tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. So let's get started with some honorable mentions. We're going way back into 1899 for John McGraw. Uh, With the Orioles that year, McGraw had 140 runs scored, 73 stolen bases, and hit 391. Now he had one home run and 33 RBIs, so slap hitter of slap hitters. But at the time, that was... An extremely productive season at third base. Uh, Jimmy Williams and Hannes Wagner and Bobby Wallace were were other contenders. Uh, McGraw didn't have power, obviously, but his runs and stolen bases and batting average were so far ahead of uh, the other third baseman at the time. Moving up uh, a little more recent, in 1938, Mel Ott uh, with the Giants had 36 home runs, 116 RBIs, 116 runs scored, and hit 311. That was a a dominant season uh, at the position. Harlan Clift of the St. Louis Browns had similar numbers, uh, but stole 10 bases uh, compared to Ott's two, but he hit 290 compared to Ott hitting 311. And they were kind of the two guys uh, at the top of the the third base group in 1938. And and then it really dropped off after that. Uh, Jumping to 1969, Harmon Killebrew uh, with the Twins had 49 home runs, 140 RBIs, 106 runs scored. Stole eight bases and hit 276. Average was not a big thing uh, in the late 1960s. If you look at all those uh, top hitters at the time, you didn't find guys who were hitting 330 and 340 very much. It was much more in line for a guy like Killebrew hitting 276. Uh, Sal Bando and Tony Perez and Ron Santo were all strong challengers that season, but no one uh, had the home run RBI numbers of Killebrew. And uh, so next up, we'll go to 1987, Wade Boggs, who's a a different type of third baseman. Uh, He had 24 home runs, 89 RBIs, 108 runs scored, but also hit 363. Uh, That was was an era of great third baseman. Uh, Boggs, his average set him apart that that year, but uh, the group included Paul Molitor, Brooke Jacoby, Kevin Seitzer, Mike Schmidt, and Gary Gaetti. Uh, All had strong seasons. Howard Johnson had a 30-30 season. And so uh, a lot of good third baseman in 1987, uh, but Wade Boggs adding a little power to his game that year uh, to go along with a spectacular batting average was kind of the best of the bunch. Then to 1971 for Joe Torrey uh, with the Cardinals. We we had Torrey uh, involved in the catchers, top 10 catchers uh, seasons as well. And so uh, Joe Torrey uh, with the Cardinals that year had 24 home runs, 137 RBIs, 97 runs scored, and hit 363 like Boggs. Uh, in 1987. And now in 1971, that average was even more of a difference maker. Dick Allen and Sal Bando and Killebrew all had big years, but no one uh, was catching Torrey with his 137 RBIs and 363 batting average. Uh, Then jumping up to 1980 uh, for Mike Schmidt uh, with Philadelphia Phillies and George Brett with Kansas City Royals. Uh, Two phenomenal seasons that 
still didn't quite crack the top 10 here. Schmidt uh, had 48 home runs, 121 RBIs, 104 runs scored, stole 12 bases, and hit 286. So that's a pretty great season. Now, Brett in 1980 uh, only played 117 games, and that's probably the, the one thing keeping him from being in the top 10. But that year, Brett had 24 home runs, 118 RBIs, 87 runs scored, stole 15 bases, and hit 390. Uh, there were plenty of respectable seasons uh, among third basemen in 1980, Buddy Bell and Daryl Evans and Ron Say and Bob Horner, but no one could touch Schmidt's power numbers, and no one was anywhere close to Brett's 390 batting average. Brett only played in 117 games, as I said, which may have helped keep his average as high as it was, but it also cut into that other production. He did have more RBIs than games played. Uh, so if you if you looked at a full season, if Brett had played 150-plus games, uh, you could have seen some pretty spectacular uh, fantasy numbers. And, and this, just for history's sake, he's, he's also doing this a little bit before uh, fantasy really took off for real. And so uh, one more George Brett season, as, as an honorable mention. In 1985, Brett had 30 home runs, 112 RBIs, 108 runs scored, and hit 335. Uh, for the Royals. Uh, there was great talent at the top of the third base table that year. There was Pedro Guerrero, again, Mike Schmidt, uh, Wade Boggs hit 368 that year. So there were definitely some uh, really, really good seasons uh, that haven't qualified here for the top 10. Before I uh, go any further, we'll, we'll do one last player who has some honorable mentions, and it's Nolan Arenado. In the past five seasons, Arenado has averaged, averaged, 40 home runs, 124 RBIs, 104 runs scored, and a 300 batting average. He doesn't run, but that doesn't make a, a big difference at third base. Uh, you can look at his 2016 season where he had 41 home runs and 133 RBIs, uh, 116 runs scored while hitting 294. And then last season in 2019, Arenado had again 41 home runs, 118 RBIs, 102 runs scored, but he hit 315. Uh, both of those are, are fantastic seasons. Uh, and sure, they're inflated by playing in Colorado, but uh, as a fantasy owner, you you know that's part of the calculation, right? Is that uh, you're willing to take those Rockies because the numbers are going to be inflated. And, and Arenado has certainly performed well uh, in that environment. So that uh, covers the honorable mentions, and that's uh, time to take a break. When we come back, it will be time to count down the top 10 third base seasons in terms of fantasy production. And we're back, counting down the top 10 fantasy seasons for third baseman. So just before the break, we talked about Nolan Arenado had a fantastic 2019 season and, and made it as an honorable mention. Well, the number 10 is going to 2019 Alex Bregman uh, for the Astros. Uh, Bregman had 41 home runs, 112 RBIs, 122 runs scored, and hit 296. There were a dozen third basemen that hit more than 30 home runs last season. Six had more than 100 RBIs. Six hit better than 300. Uh, Anthony Rendon, Nolan Arenado, Rafael Devers, Yoan Moncada, Chris Bryant, Josh Donaldson, Jose Ramirez. There was a lot to like at third last season, and Bregman was the best of them. At number nine, I'm going with Dick Allen in 1966 for the Phillies. Uh, we talked about Allen on the first base, top 10 seasons as well. Uh, but at third base for the Phillies in 1966, Allen had 40 home runs, 110 RBIs, 112 runs scored, 10 stolen bases, and hit 317. Ron Santo and Harmon Killebrew and Jim Ray Hart uh, were third basemen who each had more than 30 home runs in 1966, but Allen topped them all with 40. No third baseman scored more runs, drove in more runs, or hit for a higher average that season. Tough to argue uh, against Dick Allen in 1966. 
jumping ahead to 1996 for a number eight fantasy season of uh, all time by third baseman is Ken Caminiti uh, with the Padres. Had 40 home runs, 130 RBIs, 111 runs scored, 15 stolen bases while hitting 326. Third base was not a very deep position in 1996. Uh, Jim Tomey was just a little behind Caminiti in overall value. Uh, similar counting stats, although he didn't quite steal as many bases and hit 311 compared to Caminiti's 326. Uh, Chipper Jones and Dean Palmer and Vinny Castilla were some decent options at third, but Caminiti contributed at a high level across the board in his MVP season. At number seven, to 1953 for Eddie Matthews uh, with the Braves. He had 47 home runs, 135 RBIs, 110 runs scored while hitting 302. This was Jet Matthews' second season in the majors, and he was 21 years old and mashed 47 home runs and was one of two seasons in his career in which he finished second in MVP voting. And yet, he was the second best third baseman that season. And so, uh, Eddie Matthews, uh, a phenomenal season in 1953, and uh, still not good enough to be best at his position. Uh, number six, uh, 2013 Miguel Cabrera with the Tigers, had 44 home runs, 137 RBIs, 103 runs scored, and hit 348. He led all third basemen, and it wasn't close in runs, home runs, RBIs, and batting average. He didn't run much, but David Wright was the only third baseman to finish in double figures and steals. There was some talent that year. Wright and Josh Donaldson and Adrian Beltre and Evan Longoria. That, that's pretty good stuff, but no one, no one was really close to Miguel Cabrera. On to number five, and here is the best third baseman of 1953. It's Al Rosen with the Indians. Rosen was even better than Eddie Matthews, had 43 home runs, 145 RBIs, 115 runs scored, stole eight bases, and hit 336. Uh, obviously, Matthews was a, a close second. Uh, Ray Boone and Hank Thompson both had more than 20 home runs and 80 runs scored while hitting better than 295, so they were pretty good. But they were quite a ways behind Rosen and Matthews that season. It was kind of a two-horse race, both at, uh, in the MVP race and for the best third baseman. Uh, moving up to number four is 1999 Chipper Jones uh, with the Atlanta Braves. He had 45 home runs, 110 RBIs, 116 runs scored, and hit 319. He also stole 25 bases. It's unusual from, from a third baseman. He Chipper led all third basemen in, in all the counting stats, including stolen bases, and his 319 batting average wasn't too far behind Jeff Cirillo at 326 for best at the position. Uh, Fernando Tatis Sr., uh, Robin Ventura and Matt Williams all had big seasons in 1999, but none of them could keep up with Chipper. Now, the third best uh, fantasy season for third baseman is the first strike season performance from 1981, Mike Schmidt. Uh, he had 31 home runs, 91 RBIs, 78 runs scored, 12 stolen bases, and hit 316 uh, for the Phillies. And so this is the first strike season uh, mentioned in these, season, in these uh, top 10 lists. Uh, second baseman Bobby Gritch uh, was in consideration because he had, he had a really strong year uh, back in 81. But Schmidt just had, that's a monster season. If you keep in mind, the season was 108 games. So that's two-thirds of a full major league season. Pro-rating Schmidt's numbers, uh, he was on pace for 46 home runs, 136 RBIs, 117 runs, 18 stolen bases to go with a 316 average. Uh, there were no third basemen that season that were even in Schmidt's ballpark, not even remotely close. And so he was, uh, at that time, he was the premier player uh, at the position. On to number two, and it's a player who, who dominated the, uh, the shortstop uh, top 10 list, and it's 
Alex Rodriguez in 2005 for the New York Yankees. Uh, he had uh, the top three shortstop seasons, but he moved to third base uh, with the Yankees. And in his second season in pinstripes, he lapped the field at the hot corner, uh, hit 48 home runs, had 130 runs batted in, 124 runs scored, stole 21 bases, and hit 321. David Wright had a great season in 2005. Chipper was hurt. Um, Morgan Ensberg and Troy Glaus and Eric Chavez were, were valuable uh, contributors at the hot corner, but still nowhere close to what A-Rod could do. And so Alex Rodriguez in 2005 was phenomenal. Uh, and on to our number one fantasy season at third base, and that is Alex Rodriguez in 2007, again for the Yankees. It had 54 home runs, 156 RBIs, 143 runs scored, stole 24 bases, and hit 317. It's A-Rod again. Uh, David Wright had a 30-30 season in which he scored and drove in more than 100 runs while hitting 325, and was still a, he was a distant second at the position. Uh, that's how ridiculous A-Rod's season was. Uh, Chipper and Ryan Braun and Miguel Cabrera, there's some real talent uh, competing there at third base in 2007, but no one could touch those, those wild numbers from Rodriguez. So third base uh, seems to have evolved into a prime fantasy position. At one point, it was strictly a power spot, and it still tilts in that direction. But if you go through the list of top third basemen, Alex Bregman, Anthony Rendon, Nolan Arenado, Rafael Devers, Yohan Moncada, Chris Bryant, Josh Donaldson, Jose Ramirez, that's a group that offers a lot more than just home runs. Sometimes it's batting average. A few guys can steal bases there. It's, uh, it's such a deep position. It can make sense to grab two. Uh, one for your corner infield slot, if you can manage it, because first base just doesn't have that same kind of star power anymore. So that will uh, wrap up our top 10 fantasy seasons by third baseman. And hit me up with your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore fantasy MLB on Twitter. And if you want to send an email, direct it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. Find us and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Have a great day. I'll be back on Monday to look at the top fantasy seasons by outfielders. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your source for daily fantasy news and analysis.